You are now listening to Chunky Glasses, the podcast. This is episode number 77. I am... It's probably not a good practice to review an album that is made by friends, acquaintances, people you know. Uh, But, you know, some might call it stupid, uh, lack of objectivity. uh, But we've never been accused of not being stupid, so here we go. Um, I'm talking about the album from uh, these guys from Florida. Uh, They go by the name Roadkill Ghost Choir. We came to know these guys. They sent out in 2012 a fantastic track named Drifter. It was part of a collection of songs that eventually got whittled down into their first uh, release proper uh, called Quiet Light. That garnered much acclaim. Uh, Before that, though, they did an opening stint on a Band of Horses tour, uh, and that is without an album out. So, you know, they have had incredible luck, uh, although I think it's based on the fact that people just hear their music and they're like, yes, you guys, you guys have it. You're doing it, and and they actually do. Jump forward to they launch their own tour, and they're playing much smaller venues, obviously. Uh, They play in Charlottesville. Andre goes down there, and he is the only person at the show. Uh, To be fair, it was in a sushi place. Um, He tapes the show. He does an interview with them, hangs out with the guys, finds out that they're super solid dudes, and says, hey, next time you're in D.C., let's hang out. They come to D.C. We do do a three-camera shoot. Uh, of their show at the Black Cat. Uh, more importantly, uh, they hang out here at the house, and we talk to them about their uh, career up to that date and what they're going to do going forward, record a few little live performances uh, right here in the living room. Uh, as far as the site goes, not only was that uh, a first for us and it was a fantastic weekend, um, it was great to get to know these guys and talk to them about what they want to do and what where they're going uh, their heads are very, very screwed on, uh, and, and the evidence of this is in tongues, which, um, you know, I said up front, is, it's one of the best albums of the year, uh, easily, and this is their first album. Uh, it's an astounding uh, achievement for a first album, I think, uh, or maybe not, maybe not astounding, it's just what they do. Uh, like I said, it's hard to be objective here, uh, but uh, from the instant I put this in my ears, I was like, yeah. You know, they, they've already evolved, and they're doing what they're going to be doing, uh, and it is great. So, uh, at any rate, this is us talking about that album. Uh, we are we taped it right after Andre's last podcast because we couldn't do this without Andre. Uh, so all the same people are here, Andre, Carey, Paul, Adam, uh, Shane, off in the distance you'll hear. Uh, by this point, we were barely boozed up. So if, if, if we've been accused of casual criticism in the past, uh, this is... This is definitely that, but it's only because we love these guys. So uh, here we go. Uh, episode number 77, Chunky Glasses, the podcast, talking about Roadkill Ghost Choirs in Tongues. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man. Nearly a two word review, just a shit sandwich. That right there, he is a wonderful power. Thank you. 
But I had to come in. Yeah. And because we're yeah. so damn awesome. Well, yeah. It's a great basement. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody says live. that. It's a great place to live. Everybody's like, the basement? Yeah. 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 Rock basement. Speaking of roadkill, they've lived in this basement. Heaven or two. I can start. Car- Carrie's coming down. No, so so let's go. Worse. That that is um and and let's let's full disclosure up front. Mm-hmm. You should never review your friends' albums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are sort of friends of ours, uh, except for Paul. They hate you. <laughs> They're the best band I've ever kicked out of your house. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we are talking. <laughs> <laughs> We are talking about uh, Deland, Florida's Roadkill Ghost Choir. Uh, that song was down and out mm-hmm. uh, off of their upcoming album. Uh, I guess it will be out by the time you hear this uh, in tongues. Which, by the way, Andre is back through time travel hey. or something. But so figure that I told out. You, I'm not here physically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's sending his avatar from Turkey. Yeah. He's sending his avatar from Turkey. Right. Um, so. Basically, a, a quick history of Roadkill, because while they have a massive PR push, I mean, they, they have since the beginning, except when you saw them, mm-hmm. like, uh, once they got on yeah. Big Hassle, uh, they have this huge push. They, not an EP out, just circulating, got yeah. picked up by Band of Horses to tour yeah. with them. And these are kids that are like, Zach just turned 21. Yeah. So I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picked up. Holy shit! Really? Picked up by band of horses. They are babies, and I'm sure, like, hearing me say that, they'd be like, "Fuck you, old man!" But that's no, they know. (laughs) They they, they know. Yeah, it's all old here, man. Yeah, Yeah. Um, team old. But but team geezer. So they 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 got picked up to tour with band of horses. Then they then they just aggressively toured up and down the east coast, across the country, like breaking themselves. It it, the the stamina these kids have is. Unreal, and it showed on the EP they released, "Quiet Light." Mm-hmm. The single they sent out originally was "Drifter," which that's what which hooked, was hooked a everybody live version of in a studio. They just played in a studio. That hooked everybody. If you yeah. like, if you like, sort of jammy music. If you like my morning jacket. If you like just rock. I mean, that was that's what's going to hook you in. Uh, that album had some good hits. Uh, "Bird in My Window." Mm-hmm. Um, some quiet moments. Yeah, yeah, uh, some really good stuff. Uh, this is their first proper album, mm-hmm. and obviously they have to up the ante. Now, the question is, <laughs> how do these young gentlemen up the ante? Yeah. I will say, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll throw this to, to the room here, by going to a little Coldplay. Yeah. Let's go. I didn't feel Coldplay. Um, no. I'm going to say that this is the best Tom Petty album I heard this month. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Holy shit. Oh, my God. Well. I, I and that's, and that's not an insult. Like, Paul, I, get, I thought no, this, is a, this is a really vocally? good Tom Petty album. I get, Paul, I get what you're saying vocally, but honestly, man, on a lot of this stuff... Um, if we're if we're gonna be talking like influences and stuff, I, I've, it, it felt to me like they were drifting more into Radiohead territory. Well, they, on they, a couple yeah, songs. They, they've always been like huge Radiohead fans, and I say I don't say Coldplay is an insult. Like I love Yellow or the first album. Yeah, Did you say the first album Yellow. Mm, no. par- it, Yellow's on parachute, his parachutes. Parachutes so, yeah. and and Rush of Blood to Head is just a classic. Right. Yeah. Um, so 
that's what I mean when they go in Coldplay. Not the new Coldplay. But I was, no, I was getting, no, honestly, I was getting some, like, In Rainbows Radiohead kind right. of stuff out, oh, though. Not, not like the weird batshit crazy, we can do whatever right. we want, Kid A. Right. But also also Radiohead. remember that early Coldplay was, at the time, was compared that? to Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah. They were saying, oh, this is the new uh, Radiohead from the Benz era, now that Radiohead's gone off. And it was basically uh, Radiohead with so. a lot of Pepsi. Where they were a lot happier and a little peppier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked it though. Uh, you know, I, I was I mean, yeah. not having been really familiar with those guys, and I, I dug into some of their earlier stuff. And there's uh-huh. there is a big difference between absolutely that that one release and and this new one. Um, but uh, you know, goddamn, twenty one, really? Yeah. Well, that's that's Zach. I mean, so it's it's three brothers. Okay. Zach, Max, and Andrew is the singer songwriter. Right. And the guy, and then um, Kiffy and God, Stevens. Yeah, Stephen Garza, yeah. Stephen Garza. Mm-hmm. Um, and they range in age. And there was Joey. I yeah. guess he's not in the band anymore. Sure. We don't know about that. Yeah. Um, played keyboards <laughs> and trumpet and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Fucking the keyboard trumpet player always is a pretty so, short so like I said, we, we, we He don't... doesn't make the cut after the first couple like, EPs. The, the trumpets normally. that are on this album, yeah. though, those are... I that's think, like an actual musician. That's not not like not like their buddy who was like carrying the bass drum. No, no, no. But, but, it's, not, but it's not like. But it's. Not, but what I'm saying is that it's not piped in on a Casio keyboard. It's oh yeah, an no, actual no, no, no. person a, playing a trumpet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, they got a big time producer, and I should have looked it up before this. But they they got a guy that's produced many like classic rock records. Uh, they went and recorded it with him, uh, and it shows. There is a there is. We got this, basically. Pre-mastered. Yeah. Like, we got the first album. Yeah. I mean, that was... And hearing it and knowing these guys, I mean, these are the people like... So Andrew is sat in our living room and, like, saying Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, it's amazing coming from that point and hearing this, like, sheen on it... Yeah. ...is a little off-putting, but then it, it, the more you listen to it, I think it makes sense. The, the production wasn't like I remember when we were talking about the Lydia Loveless, yeah, where it seemed like she was overproduced. Uh, you know, again, not to the point where it killed what made her good, but it was a little too overproduced. But I, I didn't. I felt like it's almost like you have to get a little produced on that next step. You know, you have or to or write tight. Like these are tight songs, right? Like I think across the board, these are tight songs. They're they're marketing. Maybe they're just getting like a little bit more economical in their delivery, right? And, right. Yeah, yeah. Rather than but rather they know than there's not there's and I and I don't know if there's anything dangerous about them to begin with, just good, right? But there's certainly nothing dangerous about this. Yeah, but every song is just like fuck, like <laughs> wow. There's not a low point, right? I mean, it doesn't ever really break. That's true. Yeah. I think it's good, and I think I think the cleanness of the production really helps them right here. Like I liked I liked what we had before, but there is kind of that uh, first album low budget sloppiness, which doesn't. Um, you could tell there was something behind it, yeah, but it does. But it doesn't help this kind of yeah. sound that much, and it's almost like getting the backing and getting the producer here mm-hmm. allowed them the freedom to sound like they wanted to, right. And I don't think they could. I don't think that they could do it before. I don't think that they had the. I think Drifter got close. Mm-hmm. Like that, it, it, it seemed a little 
aimless compared to uh, compared to this one. Like this is a pretty tight statement right here. Yeah. This is this is an album that sounds like an album. This is these are songs that sound like yeah. really composed songs. That's what I felt as I listened to it more because I had expectations because we had seen them live and. That's a whole other beast on its own to yeah. see them live. So you have these expectations of what that is, and you sort of create that in your head of, oh, this is what I this is what I wanted to sound like. Mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of does that, and then when it comes out, you're kind of like, oh, that's not like how I envisioned it. It's like when the dude made the Lord of the Rings movies. It's not how I envisioned it, but it's how somebody envisioned it. And then as I yeah. sat through it, and like I was like, okay, that's cool. I dig on that, you know. And then so this kind of felt that way for me as right. well. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not how I envisioned it. But then as I started sitting down with it, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I wouldn't have envisioned that at all. But that's pretty fucking cool. Did you wear really... a squirrel cape while listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a, a wooden staff, or like a wooden walking stick? That's, that's generally what I wear on I don't know anything that. about like the infrastructure of this record, man. Like, who is who produced it? Was there an outside um, producer? Who was the, the guy? I do not know off the top of my head, and might take a little while to look up. But it, the guy he seemed I, to do I, a pretty. If there was a producer, if there was an outside producer, he did a great job. And if there wasn't an outside producer. Or then these guys have a pretty good sense of of what how to of, of where they want it to go. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna assume that they have like they had somebody throwing throwing some tips their way in the oh, in, sure. in the recording studio. But yeah. sure, I mean, well, I mean, the thing about it is, if you tour with uh, that's your first thing, like out of the gate, you tour with band horses, and, and like uh, it, this is we we gotta stop saying band horses because we did that when we were talking you know, upstairs, like. That's gonna be. It's gonna leave an impression on you because those guys, whether you like love them or not, do it right. All right, they know what they're doing. It does. It, it does. It does. Like, like well, there's you, a professionalism. About yeah, it. yeah. I, I, about that. I thought that the album, like as I listened to it, like two or three times, was just really elegant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you don't really ever put that word with this type of music but it's just it's very well done and very very professionally produced and not and not at all what i was expecting um from these guys um but it was just it was really elegant yeah i was i was kind of amazed by like the everything had its place and it had a purpose it wasn't just like hey let's just do this crazy weird sound for no reason here it was like and they did do crazy weird sounds at times absolutely but it was like with a purpose to kind of create that it wasn't just like let's make some space rock dude you know yeah so that was that was a sort of professionalism that i was sort of at first like whoa wasn't expecting that but then as i sort of got into it i was like Oh, I dig that. You have so like many chunks that really could wild. that could go into yeah, so many well, chunks that could go into jamming and just yeah, be like, "Hey, I'm going to play some you know yeah, freeform crap I'm now." Do the eight minute guitar solo, right? With yeah, crazy but, dude, I but got every this killer guitar solo right. I'm going to throw dude, in the middle I of this song, this new pedal, and the rest man, of the guys in the band are like, yeah. "Oh <laughs> shit, we can't really yeah. say yeah. no." Yeah. But now, yeah, it was it was cool, man. That, but, uh, but what it ends up being is every note seems really well thought out and That's, well placed. Yeah, that was what I Everything is well placed. But usually amongst this crowd, like that, I love pop music and I love pop rock. Like when I, when I, do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. When I quit it, like, I, not popular. I will torture you while I make your tacos. I will fucking yeah. put on, like, California, 
I was kidding. Of course you do. No, but but because that's a, that's a very spe- and, and Adam, I think you can speak to this. Like mm-hmm. it's a very specific talent to be able to play that tight and like no, this is the package of the song and this is just what you're doing. Well, that that can, that can be good and it can be bad. But I think what we're doing is we're comparing this to their last release. Uh-huh. You know, um, is, yeah, really all there is. It's weird. I mean, honestly, it's weird. Album. Because you know? when we talked about the Lydia Loveless thing, mm-hmm. it's almost the exact opposite, man. It was like that first, that, that Lydia Loveless record was, was just really garagey and just yeah, like yeah. wide open and like the drummer wasn't on a click track and everything like that. And and, and uh, then the second one, it seemed like the producer kind of uh, like put everything on a click track a little too much and everything seemed a little too packaged, yeah, you I'm know? Impressed, yeah. And and this is the exact opposite uh, in the sense that the, the first release was... Wide open and great and intriguing, but um, instead of killing, not saying that that's what happened with Lydia Loveless. Right, instead right, of right. diluting what made it good, uh, they sort of like correctly harnessed what made that first stuff good, really right? Good and distilled it into a quality package. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it's it's this, this album works, man. Which, which the producer was uh, Doug Bohm. I oh, think. What else has he worked on? Uh, he has worked on let's see, uh, Doctor Dog, Powderfinger, The Vines. Um, uh, Booker T. Oh, he did Potato Hole. Okay, with, with uh, Drive By Truckers and uh, Booker T. I gotcha. So, so yeah. he's been around. Yeah, let's hear, let's hear that because I think this is. Uh, they definitely tipped their hat to Radiohead, and they are unashamed about that. I mean, there's no reason why they should be. But uh, Blow to the Head, which is one of the first singles, uh, let's hear a little bit of that. Right.
See how it all sort of like fits together. Yeah, yeah. And I pay more attention to right, the bass clef than the, the, the treble. So we yeah. stop we stop at that for for a reason. All right, that last patch so, was not quite so elegant, but up to that point it was lovely. Yes. <laughs> so that's that's a blow to the head. You get to a point where all of a sudden it takes it into stadium rock ready territory. Yeah, yeah. white yeah. lights are shining out on the crowd. No, <laughs> not no. If they're if they're if they're in that circuit, it's they not stadium. It's like amphitheater. Well, amphitheater. Yeah, yeah, amphitheater yeah sure, 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 sure. They're gonna be a jiffy yeah. live live. But that's for a- fuck's sake, can we get another fucking sponsor <laughs> than Jiffy Lube? God damn, there's gotta and be they, somebody. And I mean, again, I've never even really been. Full, full circle back to, to the prior podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's Whoa, sake. Whoa, Andre really is trying. Time traveling now. Now, back, back, back to that song in particular. So that's a slow build and stuff, and it just, like, unleashes. And it shows, like, it, like I said, we know these guys. They're, they're very cognizant of what they can do and what they want to do. Like, that is actually what they're most cognizant, what they want to do. And they seem to pair to a producer that can actually, like, bring that out of them. Right, the producer got it. What was it John Bame? Yeah, yeah, John. He he, yeah. he got it. He, he probably figured out what yeah. they were about. What they were trying to do. Yeah, Doug. I didn't know the speaker Doug in the Bam. house was producing music. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Um, so where, given that, like, this definitely occupies a space. Like, what 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 space do you think this occupies? And like. Music coming out. Are they on ATO? It feels like they're on ATO. No, they're not. They're not on ATO. Uh, shit, they might be. They'll probably. I yeah. guarantee you. If they're, not, if they're not on ATO, they've been they, talking they, to they ATO. Will be. They will be. Yeah, because they're they're like a, they're, they just have ATO written all over them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. There's right. some fucking great bands on that record label, which I love. I love anybody who makes fun of Dave Matthews. Like, look at the bands on his record label. You know, all the, all the guys who are, like, masturbating over my morning jacket right. and in the same breath make fun of Dave Matthews fail to realize that Dave Matthews gets a little cut of every my morning jacket. Well, yeah, and it's interesting yeah, yeah. you say my morning jacket yeah. because, like, these guys are obviously, like, shooting for their their space. Right, exactly. Like, and, and this is, like, right, this is their first album right out of the gate. Yes. But, I mean, this is this is not something, I mean, to date, they have, they've played DC once. I think, yeah, once. They played... Black Cat. Black Cat. Twice now, right? Have they played... Bla- they, so played Bla- they played twice. But they were always openers. Black Cat twice. Uh, they have this album coming out, and then this is, like, in my mind, sort of, like, headlining music. This is not... Like, they can play... They probably will play the back room a bunch more times. Mm-hmm. But, like, what are people going to make of them? What are people going to make of this album? Paul? Are you just... Um, well, it's hard to tell what people are going to make of this album because a lot of that depends on the PR push. I mean, we're anticipating right now a couple weeks ahead of time uh-huh. what it's going to hit with in terms of uh, the big reviews that people pay attention to. Yeah. I think that anybody who listens to this album and has an affection for the uh, bands that we have listed off as influences yeah. right here can't help but like it. I think that... It depends on what kind of exposure they actually get through yeah. the normal PR channels. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it, it, if well, you if you like Radiohead, they're playing Lollapalooza. 
Okay, yeah. but a lot so, of but a lot of bands play a lot of festivals yeah. and they're down ticket. Like there are bands you walk past at the festival and there are bands you make a point of going to see at the festival and you don't remember the ones you walk past because you're usually pretty fucked up by the end Christ. of the day. So. Yeah. <laughs> These festivals are like three days long and there's like seven hundred bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, it's you like they're rope, they're roping in guys that are busking on so the street corner to play. You gotta you gotta hope that this yeah. helps them build up. I think you're right. There's there's probably some smaller venues in their future, but I could also see like this is the kind of music that could catch that could catch a hook. I mean, they've already played Letterman. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is the kind of thing that... Uh, you didn't get the Future Islands bump. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because the, the lead singer comported himself with dignity. Okay. Anyway, so I, I can see this going either way. Like, I think this is, I think this is something that could... That could up their profile a little bit mm-hmm. and get them on to like the bigger small venues, or I could absolutely see something here really hooking and pulling them up. I mean, look at we we keep talking about Band of Horses, but what got Band of Horses up there? Funeral hooked, yeah, and that's what got them from kind of the smaller well, time I mean, to the bigger time. I mean, right looking there. at the tracks on this one, like you've got that song, you've got uh, I think we're only gonna play two songs because like don't really have time for this, but like I can see everything. Like that's an old song. I mean, we. I could Site, listen to a show that we posted that they played to Andre. Yeah. In a fucking like, <laughs> sushi restaurant in Charlottesville, Virginia. No, they really? Oh, yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Uh, it, was like, it was like you and like a. It was me, like a, me and another dude that just walked by. And yeah. you just had like a spot mic, right? Exactly. You're just like, no, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've <laughs> got, you've got like song. Lazarus, which they were like sorting out. Premiered. I yeah. love yeah. Highway. Love Highway love is, is new. Like love Dead it. Friend is old, but that's fucking like that, yeah. that's the classic like next yeah. to the end of the record, like the eight minute like epic and shit. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. They're going epic because they were brought up on on these bands and stuff. But like, they're I I can't think of a band that tries this, and I hear a lot of them that has actually like succeeded in putting it together. Yeah. We can make a ten minute Space Jam, of course. Yeah. It's not gonna. <laughs> Be but as it, composed as that right. is. And for your first album, that's the thing that I'm still kind yeah. of wrapping my head around. I kind of want to hear the 10 minute. <laughs> <laughs> 10 well, minute space jam with you motherfuckers. Yeah. You're on the drums, man. <laughs> You're obviously going to spend a lot of time in And actually, when they come back through town, you, you should you, you'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I think I mean, for your first full length album to have put this together, yeah, which, it, it, I am, which to wrap it back around to my initial assessment, yeah. and, and I will say, and I'm going to start off this uh, like I'm going to say buy it. 
all the fuck yeah. because <laughs> buy it hard. <laughs> buy it with all the money. Buy it so much. <laughs> buy, it. No. buy it in every currency. Yeah. Make that album yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's the own it. Yeah, yeah. No. Buy it with pennies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because a sack of gold coins. <laughs> Envision the monopoly. I, I have no buy it here. Here. I can't. Gandalf would buy it. No, but let's no. no, let's, I, no let's, I, let's be obvious, man. This is a, this say, is a good record. This yeah, is a great yeah. I'm album. I'm gonna say buy it because it's just a, it's a fucking good record. And if you're mm-hmm. looking for shit that like like the Coldplay records were good. Yeah. Like their Rush of Blood to the Head is still I can put that on and like that. And I'm not saying this is like light Radiohead. There's obviously a love for Radiohead. They can't get away from that. They shouldn't get away from that. No. But if you're gonna have, yeah, that's a great influence to have. If you're, gonna yeah, it's a great influence to have. If you're gonna wear it, wear it. Yeah, and they don't do. Apologize. And that actually, that's the difference. Yeah. It's like some bands are like, I don't want people to know right. I'm like Radiohead. Like, fuck you, right. you sound like Radiohead. Let's yeah. do this. Just yeah. own it. Yeah. And but like Andrews, I think vocals like pull that out because he doesn't. I mean, there are moments on this where he does that, but then yeah. on Blood of the Head, that like that's that's not a Radiohead thing that they can do. That's true. That's not something you do on a regular. And he's he's the sweetest fucking guy. And then all of a sudden you see him do that. You're like, oh, God. (laughs) 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 But, yeah, this is is a a classic, like, pop rock album. I mean, this is... And and for their first album? Yeah, that's what I'm... Like, I haven't even wrapped my head around that because they're our friends. But, shit, all right. Yeah, yeah. So buy it, Adam. I'm with you. I'll buy it, and uh, I'm 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 impressed with these guys. And uh, if this album isn't, I just feel like they're going to end up on ATO. It just feels like it. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And I don't. And that's and that's, that's yeah, I mean, I'm not bagging on that by any stretch of the imagination. But it just feels like that's the neighborhood they're drifting into. And yeah, um, they're they sound great, man. And uh, I'm I'm really impressed with the fact that the guy's 21. You yeah. know, I, I was making some pure sonic dog shit when I was 21 yeah. you know so uh, uh well the bass player's 21 <laughs> Andrew's like 25 uh, again well, I was the, making the some elder, yeah. I was, <laughs> that doesn't make much of a difference yeah, yeah, I was making yeah, yeah, yeah. some pure sonic dog shit yeah. when I was 25 so yeah I'm really impressed with the guy and I'm impressed with the band and uh, I'm a fan now so um, cool. I'm definitely into him I'll buy it I'm totally gonna buy it and I'm gonna listen to it in my old lady hammock okay. oh shit <laughs> Why are we, all these callbacks to like a couple months <laughs> yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but I thought Hammock Music was just like yeah. the uh, last so podcast. Uh, two, 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 two. <laughs> yeah, the Hammock, the the hammock, hammock well, listening time was three podcasts. <laughs> okay. Well, buy it. All right. Yeah. I'm totally buying it. Yeah. All right. So unanimous buy. Unanimous, unanimous buy. buy. I, I, I feel time. like Andre's already time traveled and bought it like five times. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard thirty seconds. There's actually a causality loop where the album doesn't exist if Andre doesn't. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, I break it. So to our good dudes of Roadkill Ghost Choir, mm-hmm. kudos, sir. Mm-hmm. You have made a damn fine album, and we will now get back to the regularly scheduled program. Yeah. <laughs>
Here we go. Uh, I hope that wasn't too sappy for you or anything. Uh, but we have we have strong feelings about these guys because we like these guys. Uh, they're 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 really really cool kids. Um, God, I sound old with this. <laughs> but every time they're gonna be coming through here. Every time they uh, put out a new release, uh, really look forward to 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 hearing the release, hearing from them. Uh, can't really say enough good things about them. I, I will just gush for days. So uh, that is Roadkill Ghost Choirs in Tongues. Hope that gave you a, a, a little taste, whet your appetite, made you want to know more. Uh, if you want to know more, then uh, we've got a couple videos up. Uh, you can find out about them then. Uh, you can go get their albums. They're pretty much available everywhere. I highly recommend that. Also, uh, I believe in October, they're coming through town, D.C. here, playing with Caveman, another one of our favorite bands. Hopefully we're going to do something with both of those guys then, which would uh, probably stop the universe. It just like, you know, Superman, negative, bizarre, Superman touching, universe blows up, whatever. Uh, at any rate, that's our podcast for this week. Uh, thank everybody for listening, as always. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, subscribe to us there. If you feel like rating us, if the spirit moves you, maybe we'll get uh, bumped up in the uh, ratings. Maybe we'll get a sponsor and get us some better mics, even though we're doing pretty good. A sure SM7, sure, if you're listening, would be really nice down here. A couple of them. Uh, you can listen to us on Stitcher Radio for the Internet Enabled. That enables you to... Um, it's an app, and it just streams it. So as soon as the podcast is up on iTunes, it's up there. Uh, you can build playlists. That's a super cool thing. We've been on there for about a year. Um, not sure what we have coming up. Oh, I do know what we have coming up. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to be talking about the fantastic new album from Cold Specs, uh, Neuroplasticity. Uh, Carrie will make a return. Um, so look forward to that, and look forward to that album. She's been releasing singles all week, and they're fantastic. But I can tell you that the album is, is, is stunning. Uh, and that's saying a lot, considering her first album was pretty stunning. Um, yeah, so we got that coming up uh, this Saturday. Uh, I mentioned on the last podcast, I will be at the Big Stars third show. You should be, too. We just finished up a ticket giveaway. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, we might start doing that on Fridays or whatnot. But uh, at any rate, so uh, if you're coming out to the show, hit me up, and uh, we'll grab a beer or something. As usual, I know it may look like our lawn is the size of a wee postage stamp or... Derek Avery put it a wee piece of concrete for the uh, for the little dogs to poop on. Uh, but I assure you, uh, our lawn is not that small. In fact, uh, there may be room enough for everyone. Um, so, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. I still hear